The truth lives. Political bomb show starring Rishon Blyden. Hi, how you doing? What's going on, sir? How are you? I'm good. This is Rayshawn with Political Bomb Show. We saw your your podcast and was interested in some of the topics you have. Do you have a few minutes to explain about your podcast? Yeah, definitely do. Thank you for uh, thank you for contacting me. You're welcome. So, what would you like to discuss first? Well. I see that you, you have a variety of topics, so I guess you could start with whichever one that you'd like. All right, well, let's, uh, my favorite one is uh, firearms and firearm safety, you know. All right, so tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, I am a uh, firearms instructor, and I am a bit advocate, a big advocate of uh, firearm safety and, you know, and firearms around children, so... I'm big into that. When I teach it, I also like to, you know, inform that, you know, with people when they have, you know, younger children in the house to, you know, pretty much also teach them and remind people that, you know, firearms are not a toy. You know, they are fun and they can be fun, but they're, you know, they're also a tool and they should be treated you know, with respect, you know? Right. So how, how do you feel about, the high school students going around condemning guns? How do you feel about that? You know, high school students, you know, this is that. They're high school students. They don't know enough, you know, about, you know, guns or whatever the case may be. They know what they see in movies and TVs and, you know, what, you know, they know what they're not supposed to touch it and things like that. You know, they're not enough to have it. And they watch a lot of movies and they see that is cool and they, you know, or, or it does damage and they kill people and then they just condemn it when, you know, when it's not the firearms, it's the people that have the firearms, you know? Agreed. Yes. So you would, you do, you enjoy, you've been teaching for a while now. How long have you been in the industry teaching? Well, I've been actually, I've been teaching for about two years now. Um, but I've been, uh, you know, legally carrying a firearm for the last six years. Okay. And, like if if uh, let's say I was some, one of these high school students who was ignorant and didn't know anything about guns, what would be a few less quick lessons you would tell them about guns? Well, you know, one of these high school students, you know, I would tell them that they know ignorant. You know, guns don't kill people; people kill people. Okay, uh, firearms are not enemies. Firearms, you know, us, you know, are not bad. And they're not, you know, at the same time they're not good. So fire, and I and I say this, you know, it's in our 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 amendments, our United States Constitution for us for the rights to to bear arms. If it's been like that since we since our forefathers created our Constitution, you know, why should it change now? You know, so they educate themselves and learn about it before they speak on something they don't know. Agreed. Now, what other topics do you have? I mean, do you have on your podcast besides besides guns? Well, I also well just that you know I was top. Uh, I'm also a Freemason, so I like to bring up a lot of you know talk about Freemasonry. A lot of people have their own opinion opinions about it um, and views about it, you know. And also, I like talk about that. Also, uh, law enforcement. I'm into that. I'm big into that. So I like to talk about you know 
officers, you know, when when they encounter different situations, a lot of people posting on Facebook videos and saying, oh, why did the cop have to hit the guy like this? Or, you know, why did they do that? Why are they harassing these people? But, you know, they just don't understand because they haven't been in law enforcement, you know, and they haven't encountered those types of situations yet, you know. Right. So do you think it's blown out of proportion when they say that most cops abuse like minorities, for instance, or do you think there's any truth to it or is it not as bad as they say? You know what? I don't think that I think it is blown out of proportion. I think there is truth to it, you know, but I don't think, you know, it is as, you know, they they make it seem to be this day. You know, um, I think there is racism still in this world. Um, I think being a minority, you know, not that being a minority you're targeted, but being a minority and, you know, being a certain way, dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, then you are targeted, you know? Right, right. I, I agree with that. So so how do you feel about, um, let's see, about like the, trying to ban what they call assault weapons? Are they actually assault weapons or is that just the name that the media gave it? I think that's just the name that the media gave it. Uh, because an assault weapon could be anything. Okay, I throw a shoe at you. That's now an assault weapon. Okay, because that's the weapon I assaulted you with. So, you know, them being about banning assault weapons and assault style rifles, things like that. Um, I think it's a bunch of, you know, it's a bunch of garbage. Um, that, you know, that's just something the media glorified. Right, yeah. I, I agree with you there. I'm I, I also, you know, have my firearm I've been carrying for quite a while. And if you're responsible with it and you know the, the laws, I don't think that we should be targeted. And that's my uh, issue with, with uh, politicians. They want to target, you know, um, law-abiding citizens instead of going after illegal guns that gang members have or something like that, trying to get those out off the streets they just they want to target us you know what I, I i definitely i definitely agree with you you know i feel like you said they they bend they're, they're making these laws and they're banning these uh style weapons weapons and putting uh you know capacity on magazines you know how, how many rounds you can carry but you know and and they say this we're doing this in the name of good you know we're doing this to stop the violence to take away you know guns to stop mass shootings when that doesn't stop mass shootings because the only thing like you said the only people they're restricting are us the law-abiding citizens they're not stopping criminals criminals are not going to care if they go to buy a magazine that says wait i live in you know let's say massachusetts i live in massachusetts and they can only have 10 rounds in there or connecticut and they can only have 10 rounds in their magazine so i can't buy that no they're a criminal they're going to say give me the 30 round magazine you know, that's what I want. They're not going to follow these rules, these laws. So they make these laws only for law-abiding citizens like us. Exactly right. And that my fear, I I know I doubt it'll ever happen that they'll be able to ban all guns like they want. But even if they were to able, if they were successful in doing that, the criminals are still going to buy illegal guns and they're going to still kill, you know, kill us citizens. So no matter what laws that are passed. Exactly. Exactly. I agree, I, I agree with that. You know, I, 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 you know, and for the mass shootings, you know, these kids shooting up schools, my opinion on that, it's caused by the media. 
Okay, that that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel also too. Uh, I spoke about this in in past shows, but I feel that the the um, pharmaceutical company, as far as these are uh, antidepressant, they're they're not a good thing on the society. Some these some of these uh, drugs are making the problems worse and making, for instance, teenagers they're not they they you know they don't have any conscience and they just do these mass shootings without feeling anything at all. So I think that just drug you know these pharmaceuticals they're just pres- over prescribing them. That's what I feel. I I, I agree. Uh, I feel that you know the the, the pharmaceutical companies. They're they're money hungry. Okay, they're hedge funds that hedge funds funds uh, that that they just want money. Okay, so what they do is they you come in, you're sick, you know, you're ill, you you come in with a common cold, but you you leave out having pneumonia. You know what I mean? When you don't really have it, but it's all about money. So they're gonna give you these medicines when you don't really need it, just to get your money. Okay, you know, but put it like this. Back back in time, before all this medicine came out, people still had these same issues. Okay, they dealt with it just fine. They managed to learn how to to deal with it and overcome it. And now we got all this medicine that's supposed to help when it all it does is pollute our body and kills us faster. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with that because when I was growing up, we we didn't have any mass students in our school, but we also they weren't prescribing these drugs either. I mean, we somehow dealt with it without get turned into guns and I don't, I don't know if, if guns were as popular as they are now but we never had any problems like that at all when I was growing up and going to school right exactly you know exactly and you know unfortunately you know when I was growing up I you know I seen a little bit in school but nothing you know that major and I think you know all of the all it is is you know kids that you know are are you know not in a norm within their you know their social economic development in their school and they get picked on or whatever the case may be and they see on the news another kid in another place shot up the school and they're getting glorified for it now they're famous now they're they went from a nobody to a somebody and they see that and they's like you know what i want to be a somebody because right now i feel like i'm a nobody yeah i i definitely agree with you on that point and i, I guess back in when i was growing up i don't i think we were more more loving and and understanding like we've we had people in our school that were were outcast but we didn't just laugh at them or or bully them or or pick on them we we befriended them and because of that i think that was one reason that we didn't have them going crazy on the rest of us because they felt like we made them fit in with us you know what i mean right exactly you didn't you know ridicule them and criticize them for their you know their disadvantages you know Right. And the other thing, I mean, even if I was a, a, a pot smoker, which I'm not, I don't like that. But that's another thing, uh, issue to me, because my, the, this legalization, I, I, I wish it would be decriminalized. Yeah, don't don't put people in jail for it with if they have a certain amount. But if you legalize it and teenagers get their hands on it, I feel that teenagers, it will, you know, their minds are not developed yet. So it's going to cause problems for them into adulthood so i think to a certain extent i i think it should be decriminalized yes but i don't know about it being legal for um recreational use i, f- I feel that maybe for medical use and for adults it, that's how i look at it 
you know, when, when it comes to marijuana, uh, Mary Jane, as some people call it, uh, you know, I, I don't think it should be, I think it should, excuse me, I think it should be decriminalized, yes. Like you said, I don't think it should just be for everyone. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I feel that some people with special disabilities, yes, should have it. But normal people that just, you know, don't want to face life or everyday struggles, they feel like they, they don't want to go through it. They just want to escape because they don't want to face reality and be a grown up. They want to smoke marijuana and try to escape. You know, it, it relieves my stress. You know, it, you know, it calms me down instead of, you know, back in the, back in the day, they didn't have marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't smoke marijuana. They just dealt with it head on. And they were grown up about it. So I just think a lot of people use it as a scapegoat instead of facing their real reality. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. I, I I just feel that everything is, is just an easy, quick fix. Everyone wants an easy, quick fix. No one wants to, you know, problems make you stronger. At least in my case, I dealt with my problems and they made me a stronger person. Exactly. Rather than, you know, rather than trying to escape the, the, the issue. Exactly. Rather than run, trying to run and hide for it or, and cover up the pain instead of dealing with the pain and fixing it. You know, they put try to put a bandaid on it and say, oh, it'll, it'll be all right. You know, and it doesn't. It just gets worse because you don't address the issue. You know, in my and still speaking on you know marijuana, but and, and that being legalized, but I want to switch a little different topic. I between, you know, I personally feel that, you know, first friends, prostitution, you know, I they've been they had bath house baths house and they had you know whore houses since the beginning of time in ancient Rome and and and, and you know you go back in history you see it now you know just like they they should decriminalize marijuana they should decriminalize prostitution if a woman wants to sell her body and give someone a, another man a lonely man company to make them feel good to you know, make them or to make their own self feel good. Why not? I don't. I, I don't see the problem in that. Yeah, I I could I agree with you on that. But I, as long as it's it's a woman and not a you know a, a young like a teenager or like, right, you know, right, no, you know, no, no child, you know, trafficking or anything like that. You know, but if she's a grown woman and she wants to make that choice and and, you know, and be with somebody. And she's and and she wants to be compensated for that, monet, uh, you know, money wise. I don't see the problem with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see an issue with that either. I mean, morally, I see an issue with it, but it's up to her. It's not my problem. It's like I say, I'm I'm a sexual libertarian and conservative, uh, physical conservative. So I don't care what anyone does as long as they don't hurt women, children, and and animals. Then I don't care what you do in your bedroom is your own business. Right. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. So what other things are you going to dis- discuss? Because I, I know I, you haven't put anything out there yet. So we, we're just trying to get a feel for what yeah. your podcast is going to be about. Yeah. You know what? I I just actually, you know, started this podcast, you know, and you're actually, you know, the first one to reach out to me. Um, this is my first time actually being, uh, you know, on, on the podcast. So pretty much, uh, you know, just er, er, just daily things. You know, we're gonna I'm gonna be discussing, and we're gonna be discussing. We're gonna be talking about, you know, everyday things that happen. You know, day to day activity, different opinions. You know, on different encounters in life. You know, um, you know, when it comes to you know disciplining children, or you know, just what you know, pretty much whatever you know, 
the topic is for that day that you know you know somebody you know goes through or I experience and and that's what we're going to be talking about all right speaking of um disciplining children when I was growing up spanking was perfectly fine what's your thoughts and you know on corporal punishment spare the rod spoil the child you know when I was growing up I was I was spanked I was being I mean I was shown tough love you know what I mean and and I was beat, you know, I was spanked, I was, you know, disciplined, I was bad, you know, right. I would, I was bad, and I'm happy, and I'm content, and, and I, I believe that if it wasn't for my, my mother disciplining me the way she did, giving me a butt whooping when I needed it, I wouldn't be, excuse me, I wouldn't be where I am today, and who I am today, I would be dead on the streets, but I'm not, because my mom, you know, stepped up and did it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I could still, still to this day, feel the whooping that I got from my mom, but it made me a a, a better person. I, I I could have been someone on the street, like you said. So I'm, I mean, it is a point where you you, you could tell when there's abuse, when you know abuse versus uh, punishment. I mean, yeah, you could tell. Is you can definitely tell for abuse from 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 discipline. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't see nothing wrong. You're, you're you know you nowadays they're quick. You you spank your child. You do it in public. They're running to call DCF, DCF, DSS. You know, oh they beat their kid. They're bad. They're this, but no. Like first of all, who it's no one's a it's no one's right to say anything. They didn't have that child. That child didn't come out of them. It's not part of them. Okay, it's not their right to say you can't discipline your kid. You can't teach them the right way. You can only talk to them and tell them no. But if they don't listen, you have to let them do what they want. That's bullshit. I agree. I I definitely agree with you that there. You you you, at some point you got to put your foot down as a foot down as a parent. You can't just have the kid run amok. You really can't. You gotta you know you gotta teach them right from wrong. And you know some kids are really hard headed. You know some kids will test you, you know, I, you know, I'm not racist or anything, but you know, you, you look on TV and you see the common, you know, I'm half white. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm mulatto, half white and half black. So I've seen this a lot in my family. I'm on one side and I've seen the different on the other side, but as you see on TV, the stereotypical, what, you know, white folks, white parents, they tell the kids, no, Sam, don't do that. And the kids do it anyways. And they just laugh like it's funny. No. When if my if my mother told me not to do something, I did anyways. I got spanked, and then what? You know, yeah, I tried again, and what happened? I'd get spanked again. But you know what happened after that? I didn't do it because I know I would get spanked. I know it was wrong. You know what I mean? Exactly. I I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I've I've seen that with my own eyes, where 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 you know I had Caucasian friends, and they would get away with with murder. And if I did that, I would. It would be an ass whooping. Exactly, and that and that kind of goes to you know the police officers these days and minorities. You know what I mean? With the white privilege, you know, you know, uh, you know. I think, like I said, I don't think that it's bigot, but I do believe that is there, and I have seen it. Uh, you know, uh, Starbucks, for instance. Okay, it was someone using a bathroom. The, the African-American male didn't buy nothing, asked to use the bathroom, and he ended up getting arrested. But a white male come in there, okay, a white person would go in there all day long, and they could use the bathroom. Why? Because 
they're white, they're Caucasian, they can be trusted. They're, you know, they're reputable, you know, they're, they're somebody, they're not a nobody. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't think that they definitely shouldn't have been arrested. That that's just ridiculous. I mean, although if, if you can't have one race do, you know, if you're running a business, you can't have Caucasian going in there just, just to use the bathroom and, and if you have an African-American like myself and you would go in there and you run us out of there, you can't do that. No, you can't. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be treated equally. You know what I mean? And when these kids are being harassed, you know, um, I feel that it should be equal. But, you know, it's it's just it's also on how these kids are presenting themselves. And it also goes back to discipline in the house. You teach your kids right from wrong from the beginning and they won't be out on the street running amok getting in trouble with the law and becoming a victim, you know, of racial profiling and these things in these nature in this nature, you know what I mean? Um it not saying that it won't happen, it might happen, but the chances of it happening are very slim. You know, you teach your children, okay, don't drive around smoking marijuana. Okay. Don't drive around with you know causing a mug, loud music, you know, you want to have loud music, that's fine, but loud music, you know, that are cursing you know, offended people, you know, you got to learn how to act in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, don't yell out, you Kurt trying to fight people when you're driving around, you know, things like that. You got to teach your kids, you know, if you don't teach them, you just let them do whatever they want. That's what happens. Right. But I, I know some, like, in, I can only speak from, from myself, my mom, because I didn't, my father wasn't around and she had to work two or three jobs and there wasn't really anyone there to discipline us. That I think that could be part of the problem as well. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I definitely, definitely for the single parents, I would definitely say so. You know, um, me being a product of that environment, um, you know, I was raised by a, by a single mother. My father was never around. Uh, I never knew him, so I was raised by a single mother, um, and you know, she did the best she cut, did, you know, could do being a single mother working and raising me. Okay. And my brothers and sisters, and I'm the youngest out of six uh, siblings. So I definitely can get it and I can relate to it. And I can definitely understand it. But with the little, well, I don't even say little, but with the lot that my mom disciplined me, um, you know, doing the best she could, I, I'm thankful for that because that's the reason why I'm not on these streets gangbanging, selling drugs, or dead right now. Right. I, I agree with that. I mean, my mom, she was in law enforcement. She was a police officer, but she was always strict with me. And that, I, But she instilled a lot of uh, good morals in me. And I think that's why I, I turned out the way I, I did, even though it was just her alone. But, right. So in closing, what would you like to say in closing? You know, uh, in closing, you know, honestly, I would like to say, you know, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, you know, not being, being, being a victim to racial profiling, you know, uh, and things like that. And when it comes to racial profiling, just do the best you can, you know, follow the law, obey commands of police officers. Don't fight back. Um, if you're a minority, do what they say. When you fight back, you just give them a reason for them to do something back to you. Um, so obey the law. Don't fight back. And do it the right way. 
do it in court, handle it the right way. And as far as safe, firearms and safety, you know, teach your, teach your kids, teach your friends, teach, you know, educate yourself. Ignorance is the reason of firearms accidents. Get a gain of knowledge and be safe. And when it comes to the school shootings, stop for the media, stop glorifying all these school shootings. They shouldn't be having no, they shouldn't have no attention, uh, no public attention. This kid shot up, it shouldn't even be acknowledged. That was that would stop that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, hopefully, you guys can listen to more of his podcast and he'll he'll try to educate you on on guns and life in general. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us tonight. And it was a great interview and hope to talk to you more in the future. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Have a good night. You as well. Bye. Bye. Come on, people, let's go. Oh, baby, come on. Oh, baby, come on. So come on, people, let's go.